a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you on the first Wednesday of November. And I'm going to remind you that while election results are not final, we do need to be patient in that space. And remember, instant certainty is the enemy of truth and trust. And so just exhale a little bit uh, because you all got up this morning. The sun came up this morning. Uh, you're either at work, you're in your car, you're taking your kids to school, you're dealing with a, a sick parent, you're, you're doing all of the things that make this country extraordinary. Uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, the first Wednesday is the most important day. And uh, the rest we're going to figure out as we go along. And to help us figure it out, uh, really pleased to have uh, in studio with us today, socially distanced, of course, uh, is Doug Wilkes, the editor of the Deseret News. Doug, thanks for joining us the morning after. Boyd, it is great to be here on the morning after. I really loved your column on, on the Wednesday. It's, it's strong. Uh, it was, uh, it's something I passionately believe in because I, I'm just convinced that it's community and culture that lead and the politicians and our politics will eventually follow. And, uh, Doug, I wanted to get today. Uh, it's hard for a lot of people to imagine what goes on. Uh, you know, people stayed up late last night, watched uh, what was happening on the cable news networks, uh, a lot of chaos, a lot of changes going on. And I think it's hard for, for some folks to, to really understand what goes on in a newsroom as you're trying to get to the truth, as you're trying to figure out uh, exactly what's going on. So obviously a lot of changes, both nationally and locally, last night in a few races. Uh, and so what was the newsroom experience last night? You know, it was unique uh, because of COVID-19. So we had some people working here at the office, others working remotely remotely. Uh, Others on site, but not as much as you might think because there's not any real celebrations. There was one central location for right. the Republicans. But we really had two sort of um, paths. Um, we with, At Deseret.com, we want to be absolutely relevant. And so you have uh, a couple of people assigned to do a, a regular update, an update. We also watched the Senate race and had a reporter assigned to the Senate mm-hmm. race. So those are national uh, efforts. And then, of course, the local races, um, our congressional delegation, um, we kind of had a, you know, we knew the 4th District would be the big unknown there, and it remains unknown. Um, But then also following uh, Spencer Cox as the new governor and give everyone their due. We also have a new congressperson. So so, um, it was very measured, though. It started, you know, in the national sense, it started with Florida. And once Florida started tipping for Donald Trump, then you said, okay, this is going to be a long night. A long night, <laughs> yeah. And, and people didn't want to overreact or underreact. And so you try to maintain an even keel in the newsroom. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, – and it was so interesting because uh, normally on an election night, the newsroom is uh, hopping with people and there's kind of a buzz and an energy there. And and uh, you, you kind of kept looking around like, 
nobody <laughs> social distance and beyond uh, people working from home. So that was definitely a, a unique dynamic. Uh, but you talk about that that ebb and flow of what's coming in and what's being reported. Uh, I always love uh, when I did an interview with uh, Bob Woodward, and, and he talked about uh, you know his editor, uh, Mr. Bradley, uh, would always slap the copy and say, you know, you, you don't have enough. You got to you got to get more. Keep digging. Keep digging. Uh, and that restraint always works. And uh, you, you do that on a regular basis, but on election night, it, it becomes even more important. Well, we did talk a lot about restraint, and there was a lot of preparation. So the way it works with projections, the Associated Press puts 4,000 people around the country, and they kind of lead out. Yeah. But then you have CNN and NBC also looking. And the New York Times had actually had a very good tracker yeah. uh, last night. Um, but we have a couple people involved, myself and others, when you're looking at, are you going to call a race or not call a race? And then you want to be transparent. So in other words, we might put online, Associated Press has called the race for, but then mm-hmm. we say NBC, CNN, no one else has called that race. And you just try to give people the information they need mm-hmm. because, again, instant certainty. What did you say? It's the enemy of, of truth what? and trust. Truth and trust. <laughs> we want to maintain trust. Trust yeah. is the word. You don't want to make a mistake on election night that that you regret. Yeah. And I love that uh, perspective because I think that's an important thing for our listeners and for readers as we consume all of this information. I mean, I will confess, I was in this studio. I had these three screens and four screens there and another screen. And, you know, you're clicking on all the sites and doing that. And uh, But I love the fact that you, you talk about, hey, so you know, AP has called it. This group is not. Uh, this is what this means. Uh, and that's important for all of us as consumers of news that we do need to make sure we don't just read the headline uh, or that first paragraph uh, that may be, uh, you know, trying to invoke something or incite something uh, as opposed to really getting through and saying, what what do we really know on this? Yeah. And even if you look at uh, Twitter and sometimes people go off on Twitter, but it was even pretty measured last yeah. night. Um, and it says more about America than the candidate. Right. Mm. You know, it's like, OK, you know, millions and millions and millions of people voted for Donald Trump. Millions voted for Joe Biden. Some were predict- predictable strongholds. But we have to assess where we are as a country. And like you said, it's not the government necessarily that drives the country. It's our personal individual behavior, and it's our communities and societies. And this does become a reset. And you'll hear for the next month, you know, once the we have to get it settled. But once it's settled, then where do you go from here? That's, yeah. it's, it's the longer Wednesday. Yeah, right? that's right. And, uh, and I think we have about 73 days to Inauguration Day. Uh, which is an interesting thing to look at in, on a couple of different levels. Uh, nationally, obviously, uh, once the race is settled, uh, if Joe Biden holds on to Wisconsin and Michigan uh, that's and Arizona, I think Arizona is still actually in play slightly. Uh, but uh, I think if you're in the Joe Biden camp, uh, they're probably thinking transition strategy today. Uh, but we also have a transition here in the state of Utah. Uh, we'll have a, a new governor. Uh, Spencer Cox uh, will become the governor of the state of Utah. Deidre Henderson will become the lieutenant governor. Uh, as you look at covering that and uh, and looking and projecting forward into that new administration, what should we be watching for? What should we be hoping for as citizens? Well, um, last night he talked about wanting the Republican Party to become the party of civil rights and the disadvantaged. And he said he's the governor of all of all Utahns, not just Republicans. And mm-hmm. certainly we support that and agree with that. But this is going to be about leadership. We have a pandemic. Utah's not doing well. Since July, it's been failing. There's mixed messages out there, um, uh, you know, nationally as well as within the state. 
and it's the balance between COVID-19 and the economy. So on day one, that's his task. Can you can you be a leader and convince Utahns to get on top of the pandemic? Mm. And can you do enough to strengthen the economy? And a lot of that will be the relationship between the, the governor's office and the legislative branch. Yeah, so that, that's what we'll be watching. Yeah, that's right. And he will uh, he will take office, and uh, then there will be a legislative session that will begin shortly thereafter. So the, uh, the, the ramp-up time is very short, very, very quick on this one to be sure. Uh, Doug, just in the in last uh, thirty seconds, any any other surprises or any other observations uh, from from your perch from last night? Well, one thing that's kind of underreported is uh, Blake Moore replaces Rob Bishop in the first district, yeah. so people are going to get to know him. You know, he's a former foreign uh, service officer who served overseas and domestically. Hill Air Force Base is in his district. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this forty-year-old ramps up and becomes a new congressperson, congressman from Utah. Um, uh, surprises? I don't know. We know enough not to be surprised anymore. <laughs> That's right. So we get up in the morning. Uh, it was a beautiful day today when I walked to work, uh, you know, 70 degrees. So at the end of the day, we still want to enjoy each day. That's right. And it's a good day. All right. Fantastic. Doug Wilkes, editor of the Desert News. Thanks for joining us in studio today. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a bottom of the hour break. When we come back, uh, Hinkley Institute of Politics, Morgan Lyon Cotty is going to join us, break down some more of the numbers and the results. Stay with us wall to wall here on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.